Hello everyone, Joshua Gilliland here, half of the Legal Geeks. The better half is also here. Jessica, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good, Josh. How are you? Much better now because we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about. Woohoo! It's back, baby! Let's chant, one of us, one of us, one of us. <laughs> Which is the episode we will discuss. I saw you geeked, girled out on Twitter because... Part of the story took place in Wisconsin, which is apparently Phil Coulson's home state. I was going to ask, did you know that? Like, was that a known thing? Is that from the comics? Because I was like, holy cow, look at this. They're in Wisconsin. Manitowoc, Wisconsin. I was just nearby there. I actually have a court case there right now. Um, so I'm like, check that out. I'm like, it's practically, it's actually a few hours away from me. So it's not really my hometown, but it's still my home state. And that was very exciting. I don't remember from any of the movies or earlier episodes if he said he was from Wisconsin. If they did, I missed it. Yeah, I certainly did too, and I would have picked up any Wisconsin reference. I, I normally catch those sort of things, but there's always a chance, <laughs> always the chance that I missed it, and that could have been the case in this situation. Well, let's talk about the football players and cheerleaders who are the victims of Mr. Hyde and company and a little background on the great state of Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin is a great state. Uh, of course it is at the Manitowoc school district right now is I guess having severe budget problems, which is a bummer. Um, but football is uh, a huge thing up here, which I thought it was a huge thing in Texas. And I came up here and it's a very big deal. Although I do have to give a shout out to another Wisconsin sport tonight, of course, Josh. As we're talking, the Wisconsin Badgers are warming up for um, another round of March Madness as a number one seed. So I will probably even watch a little bit of the game and root for the Badgers. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that will be my Wisconsin references. I won't bore you. I could go on all night about this great state. I thought for sure you would bring up curling at this point but that's uh... see to me that's actually more of a minnesota thing and i have talked about that obviously on the uh on this you know uh website our blog about curling before yeah there is some curling here in wisconsin i'm like i'm sorry that's from like the northern minnesota thing that's you know we know curling we've got the bronze medal and olympic curling so that's minnesota not wisconsin totally different state <laughs> it is but you go there so <laughs> But yeah, it's like saying California and Oregon are similar. and Exactly. It's your neighbor. It's, we border Northern California. Yes, there so, are similarities. That is true. But Southern California to Oregon, not so much. Not yeah. so much. But yeah, let's talk about the creepy, I can't remember, did they have a name, Sky's dad, and this creepy assortment of people from the gifted list? Like that was, ugh, I did not actually like any of them. That was very gross. None of them came up with a name for themselves, which is why I called them the JV Masters of Evil. Because <laughs> so in the Avengers comic, one of the villain teams are the Masters of Evil. And under a marketing paradigm, no one names themselves, we are the Evil League of Evil. They just don't do that. <laughs> you know, you get the, we are the, uh, you know, the peace movement. 
we are the uh, you know, something that sounds innocuous when in reality it's like, yeah, the People's Liberation Army. Yeah, not not necessarily. No, that's, that's true. That, so they would come up with a name that it's that they wouldn't call it themselves the you know the victim list, the revengers. You know, like they wouldn't. <laughs> They're, you know, our mission is to get revenge on Shield. So they're not going to come up with the name of uh, highlighting revenge because you don't do that from a marketing standpoint. Right. You have to have something. Yes. Very nice. Very. Uh, yeah. Citizens for United. Something. I don't know. I'm not going to come in with names for evil organizations. Yeah. You know, we don't represent them. We don't know. That's right. So we had Carla, Angar, the Screamer, Wendell, Levi, and Francis. So, which made me think of Stripes and Bill Murray saying, shut up, Francis. But that was, <laughs> that's just how my mind works. So with Carla, she killed at least her ex, and that sounded like self-defense, but then she killed others. Right. Which made, which made me wonder... How does committing multiple murders mean that you just get probation at home with finger cuffs on so you can't stab and slit other throats? So that that seemed a little funky to me. It also seemed like... So it was like, how do you get parole? Was she imprisoned by S.H.I.E.L.D. and then escaped after Winter Soldier? A lot of that stuff just seemed very weird from just a jurisprudence point of view that you can be free and happy after being arrested for murder and getting acquitted because it's self-defense. That's one thing. Killing multiple people and being a continued danger to society. You don't get finger cuffs for that. So that, that just seems. I guess the only thought would be is if she'd actually, you know, depend how long ago this all happened. If somehow she served her time, although if it was intentional murder, it'd be questionable that she could be out. That's a fair point. I hadn't really thought about that. I just thought the creepy finger things were really gross. And of course, I was very excited to see, um, you know, a Sopranos cast member. So I thought that was pretty cool. She's a fantastic actress, but that's a stupid power. It's yeah. a stupid it's a lame one. Okay, so eating's a, a pain. How do you get dressed? How do you go to the bathroom? I mean, there's just things that you need your hands for. That she can't use any kind of touch screen. She can't have any kind of smartphone. <laughs> but That's she can, enough. She can cut somebody's throat, and she did it to herself. So it really, it's a weird augmentation for a villain to choose. Yeah, very true. But she started killing people left and right, so that was her her deal. Although not nearly as creepy as that voice guy, which, of course, and then that's interesting, that whole subterranean prison they had, right, where S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow controlled this prison under a mental institution. I was a little bit vague on exactly how that worked. So if he's in prison down there because he's a danger and they really didn't say if he took out others i wasn't clear from his voice that could attack the central nervous system if it was fatal or not i had someone say online that it was they just went into a catatonic state well that's still brain damage so that's a little bad how do they feed him if he's wearing a mask 
and a gag indefinitely to the point that his mouth rots out and all of his teeth are destroyed. Were they administering IV uh, fluids to him for nourishment? Were they, did, was there a perk line in his chest so that way they could do long-term IV? So it, it just seems a little, I mean, were they doing a tube feeding? Well, I mean, he was drinking through this straw. Remember, he was drinking through this straw when they were all out to eat. But even my question then was, yeah, well, then he can still whisper. Like, if he can get a straw in there, he could still moon or do something that you know i would think would still create that catatonic state so yeah it wasn't very realistic again honestly i have to say that all of these characters seemed a little bit um what half-hearted like it didn't seem you know aside from the wisconsin part of it i thought his whole attempt to they you know round up some kind of b-list bad guys nobody put much thought really into these guys or how they would work quite frankly like from a critical, you know, not a legal uh, view of the show, but just a critical view of the show, it was a little bit half-assed. Yeah, from a storytelling point of view, it's like, really, that was your plan? Yeah. And you want to take out everyone listening to AM radio? Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many people were on the high-end AM stations listening on an off night from a football game? to be a victim of that. So it's just, it'd be one thing, yes, yeah, so we've taken over, we've hacked into satellite radio, so we'll take out a good part of the country. That would have made more sense with the computer genius they had on hand opposed yeah. to... Yeah. That was bizarre. That was bizarre. So other than, and then it's frustrating because I do love the show. I really, really love the show. But that just seemed really weird from a storytelling perspective that they didn't think through the bad guy's powers more. Yeah, no, they really didn't. Well, and again, I'm assuming that we're not going to really see any of them again, right? I mean, that was kind of a, you know, oh, look, at here's this weird sort of bad guys. And oh, now we're done because Sky is obviously the focus. And then Sky's daddy, who's now in some sort of alternate reality, so he's with the Inhumans or the Deviants. I'm not sure okay. which which camp they would be, but the guy who could teleport uh, was it Gordon? Uh, teleported in, no eyes, and took Mister Hyde out of there. Right. They might be in China. They could be in some other place. We'll probably see that a little more. But I think the Inhumans or the Deviants are based in what we saw in that flashback in 1983. So there, okay. there's somewhere in there, which, why did he grab just Cal? It's because he was making too much noise. Why not? Well, and he said something about that at the end, but yeah, again, that whole, um, I don't know, that whole storyline, I don't know. And again, maybe if you know the background of the Inhumans, it all makes more sense. But right now it's not making a lot of sense. I don't quite understand what they're doing with all that. I'm like, so is Hydra gone now? We spent all this time focused on Hydra. And, you know, that was a brilliant move with Agent Coulson and knocking out all the leaders. But I'm like, so is that it? We don't need to worry about Hydra. And now we're going to focus on the next big thing that's coming, right? Spoiler alert. The real shield. Yeah. Or is it the real shield or is it just a different shield? Well, I actually will take the point of view. It is the real shield. And here's why. Okay. So at the end of season one, where everyone looked like Phil Coulson was the highest ranking shield member to survive. 
Well, and yeah. Nick Fury even kind of handed over the keys to him, right? The keys to the kingdom? Yeah, that might not have been a lawful transfer of power because we don't just – the outgoing director of the CIA doesn't re- appoint his replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, Bill, you take over. That's not how the system works. There's going to be a Senate confirmation hearing. There's going to be a background check. And when you look at – I think they said everyone who was level 8 and above was killed – and I think they took out the level sevens. I could be wrong on that. So that means everyone who was level six and below is still alive and kicking. Okay. And don't know how many of those there were, but S.H.I.E.L.D. was a monstrous organization. It couldn't be 80% HYDRA. Uh, that just wouldn't make sense. It might have been something like 40%. You know, right. Something that were maybe even 30. You know, but it was enough to be extremely destructive and require the collapse. But you wouldn't see an outright collapse of an organization that big nor would the united states that's invested so much into an organization of that size with that kind of equipment would just go you're right we're done there'd be executive orders there would be senate testimony and they would put the pieces back together in a way that it could still function so if edward james almost's character has been nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, which would probably be the normal protocol for something like this. And if they remove the international aspect, so it's purely an an American institution, maybe even going back to the original anacronym of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the comics, which was Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division, that, Ah. that would make more sense as opposed to Coulson and team that have been vigilantes and mm-hmm. so you know, they've done the right things, but they're self-appointed. Right. And you don't get to do that. Yeah, because they're shortcutting things like Miranda and trials and keeping Grant Ward locked up in the basement. And it's, it's yeah, there's not- no due process at all. Well, and obviously when you're operating outside the system, you can't use the system. So you can't use, you know, judges. Um, you don't get warrants. There's no habeas corpus. Um, so that is a problem with them acting basically undercover, underground the entire time. Which goes to the larger issue I have with the fictionalized shield in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is you have an organization that violates the Posse Comitatus Act. That, ah. So let's be lawyers. So All right. Posse Comitatus is one of the older militia gangs or militias that have been problems here in the U.S. for what? Since over 100 years, right? Post-Civil War. So it was part of the re- Reconstruction, ending Reconstruction, because we were using the U.S. military to conduct law enforcement in the South because – they had a problem giving up. So, yes. So we had the Ku Klux Klan Act, and we had the uh, the force bill that that Grant signed for us to go out and hunt down and destroy the Klan. Well, come time of Hayes, Reconstruction ends, and you know these this law gets passed. The only branch of the military that can conduct law enforcement is the Coast Guard. And oh. when you and and they do issue Miranda when they arrest people. Huh. And, yeah. So looking at S.H.I.E.L.D., you have a military organization that is also law enforcement, that is also espionage, and you've combined a lot of different things under one roof. 
that mm -hmm. don't fit well together from a legal perspective because war making and law enforcement are two different creatures as is espionage mm -hmm. and and they do interact together they have to interact together but when you have them all as one you start blurring lines because not everything fits well what you do for mm -hmm. war making what you do for espionage does not fit in to our constitutional process right so huh. so that's my issue with the way shield would actually <laughs> operate and i say that i love the show i love right i love the old nick fury comics i love all of that stuff i mean it's it's the cold war geek in me it's like yes i'm looking forward to the new bond movie i can't wait but you look at this it's like oh they just combined something that should not have been combined well, again, of course, part of Hollywood, and we recognize this, is that, you know, it's not fun to follow the laws all the time, right? If everybody was always following the rules, we wouldn't have a lot of the drama and the action. But um, it is interesting to look at kind of some of the big ways that they're violating the actual system we have set up. So the question is, in this case, are they going to be called on the carpet by Edward James Olmos and possibly, as you argue, the real shield? Um, you know, for violating these kind of laws and for acting out there's basically a super vigilant vigilante group, um, no matter how good their intentions are. So what is kind of odd is the general, um, played by Adrian Pastar, right? Natalie Maine's husband. Tell if he knows, tap, okay, shouldn't he know about the real shield and shouldn't he be saying something to Coulson? Because he seems to know and kind of be okay with what Coulson's doing now. Like they have an uneasy truce. It would depend on how secret the real shield is. And if they've created this truly phantom organization that's operating in the shadows so nobody knows about it, because it's hard to have a spy agency yeah. when you have flying aircraft carriers and cars with logos on it. Like that doesn't, mm -hmm. the CIA doesn't do that. <laughs> hey, look, there's a CIA van with CIA print, printed on the hey. side. Look at who's driving by the house. Yeah, it's they don't do that. And you don't see that with, say, the FBI when they're doing investigations. They keep that stuff on the down low. So right. if it's such on the down low, Talbot might not know. Or hmm. he might know and he's keeping his mouth shut. Because yeah. uh, it's not like Coulson's team is acting in adverse interest to the country. Everything that he's done has been good. Yeah. They just might not, you know, and they are getting ready to take him down. So, again, not necessarily from a, from a legal point of view. We're supposed to root for our team, but our team could be in the wrong here. I guess. I guess, you know, in part, again, to me, and this is where I'm like, if it's a real shield and they really know, then they'd be like, look, you know, Colson, you've been operating out there thinking you're alone when, in fact, there is still a shield. And as long as you're willing to work within the confines of the real shield, then we're all cool. Which would be a way to handle it going, hey, things were super scary and stressful there and we didn't know who was who. And apparently we have to go take out all 5,000 radio shacks in the United States. So like, <laughs> so we're wondering if you're free next weekend. So 
how's Wednesday? Wednesday good to take down Radio Shack? So there, there's a lot to do there. So there, there could be a very good defense, uh, border, kind of a necessity defense that they broke the law mm. because they didn't know who were the good guys. And right. because of the confusion, the fact that law enforcement was trying to hunt them down, horrible things would have happened. Uh, Puerto Rico would have been used to detonate a WMD that would have activated superpowers and killed anyone who didn't have inhuman DNA. So they have a really good defense. Uh, would be super yeah. nice. I would love to see them get search warrants from judges. And I know that's not sexy. I know that's not exciting, but at least a reference. Uh, it's, I mean, law and order. like, we should do this. How many years has a law and order been on TV? I mean, like, if you go from the first one to, to whatever is still on, there's. <laughs> People are okay with courtroom dramas, just, just, you know, and I'm not saying you need to have a judge, but just a reference would be nice to, we follow the constitution mm-hmm. here. So. Well, especially with the imprisoning and what they do with some of the imprisoning, that's obviously, they just kind of apparently lock people up in secret prisons and I'm like, wow, that actually sounds very familiar and very disturbing. So we're going to have rendition now? Thanks. This yeah, sounds like pretty an- much. This sounds super, super creepy. Why don't we just have drone strikes here in the United States while we're at it? Because that's a good way to take out Radio Shack. We'll have the shield drones all strike. Yeah, we don't need to investigate. Just hit them all at once. So my issues from a lawyer's point of view on a show that I love. But there's... It's hard. Even good guys need to follow the rules, or especially good guys need to follow the rules. But it is tough. Now, I do have a wish list of quotes I want Edward James almost to, to say or at least reference, just because when there's the voice. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to I hear, hear from you. It's a pity she won't live, but then again, who does? From, of course, Bird Runner. <laughs> Prepare for combat jump, which was so awesome in Battlestar Galactica. And if he's on a helicarrier, then by God, they should work that in. And if he could be standing by a display that has a formula up, uh, if he could make a comment, something to the effect of, how do I reach these kids? That would be golden. <laughs> That's what I always think of him from. What was that? Was that Stand and Deliver? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I first fell in love with him. Yeah, it was that movie. Gosh, that's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Great film, great message, and uh, such a neat actor. He's done so many neat things, and uh, so I'm super excited to see him. I loved him on Battlestar Galactica as Admiral Ladama. Just absolutely loved him, and uh, I think I'll I'll watch Blade Runner tonight just for old times' sake. Just. <laughs> Uh, because that was that was a neat character as well with the little origami. Or he could do origami. He could leave little oh. origami. That would be, that would be That'd a be cool. Leave him behind. That'd be a super subtle reference to past work. If they, but I don't know if they if they'll go there. I don't know if that's a little too tongue in cheek and like look at the camera and wink type of thing. But that would be my my hope for a little fun from him. But a little throw to the old fans so that will be cool well, i am excited to see what happens this week um it'll be interesting to see what they see with what they do with sky and her powers that she's actually slowly crushing herself to death apparently by trying to contain her powers so uh 
I think it Blair Underwood came back because I always love it when Blair Underwood is part of a cast. He was really awesome. And seeing him yeah. in, in May, that was pretty oh, cool. That was super awesome. The way they interacted together, loved it. Comments about her mom not, not forgiving her for divorcing him. It's like, <laughs> Rock on. I, we need more of that. Uh, yes, anything were, with May is always awesome. Any insight. But it was abnormally good with the two of them. Mm-hmm. The, the chemistry was great. It was fun. It raised good uh, doctor-patient issues as well because she was trying to get information. He was like, no, not telling you. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll give a report to the director. But no, yeah, it's, that's all you're getting. And she gets a copy too. And... Uh, and it wasn't like Smiley Rosie. It was, she should leave. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is now dynamic. That was probably the best part of the story. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That was most definitely from this past week. I mean, they teased up this other stuff, which is interesting. You know, what Bobby's been up to this whole time, obviously. We're finally going to find out. But, yeah, as far as just the actual story, um, his interactions with May were great. And well, Sky. It was nuanced. They spent time thinking about it. They worked in the small things there and we could actually see the doctor patient issue. So that yeah. was, that was very well done. All right. Well, cool. Well, this is fun. I'm glad shield's back. I still miss agent Carter, but it is fun to have shield back. And I have a feeling agent Carter will be back and you can guarantee that we will be talking about daredevil very, very Ooh. soon. All right. I've got to brush up on my daredevil. It's April 10th. We'll be binge watching that weekend. So that All right. <laughs> All right, America. Stay geeky. Stay geeky, America. <laughs>